want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Get everything you need for your holiday meal at Whole Foods Market. Right now, you'll find Animal Welfare Certified Rib Roast on sale. It's a deliciously crowd-pleasing centerpiece. Plus, save on spiral sliced ham, bone-in lamb, and seasonal produce like sweet potatoes and honey crisp apples. For ready-to-eat sides, head to the prepared food section. Done. And remember that Whole Foods Market caters. Order gourmet catering at shop.wfm.com. Bring the holiday magic with Whole Foods Market. I went looking, absolutely searching for anything that could possibly stress me out. This was even impacting not only me, but also the relationships in my life. And I would blow up at people for the littlest things because I was like addicted to the stress, addicted to the feeling that I got because life was hard. What's up, guys? Welcome to your back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. This is episode one of season 10, which is crazy that we're already there. We're back to the holiday series now, which is crazy, crazy, craziness. Um, this time last year, the holiday series was Podmas, which is like so wild. We'll talk about that later in the show, but we're doing a holiday series called Home for the Holidays, and I'm excited to tell you guys all about that, but I'm even more excited to share today's topic, which is, are you addicted to stress? I know I have struggled with a stress addiction in the past. I know friends that struggle with stress. I know family members that struggle with stress. And I truly believe that it can be something that you can be addicted to, but it's also something that you can overcome. But first and foremost, before we get into any of that, I wanted to share a little bit about the holiday giveaway that I am doing this year, which I'm so, so, so excited to share this with you guys. If you all listened to Podmas last year, I did a giveaway that I think like there was like hundreds, I kid you not, hundreds of giveaway entries and I was so shocked. So we're going to do the same format this year, but I'm going to, there's going to be potentially two winners. So this is how it's going to go. To enter the giveaway, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. Then what you're going to want to do is screenshot the review that you wrote and email it to me. Just attach it in an email and send it to hello at lilyrayco.com. And then you're entered. 
I'm so excited to share with you guys that this year there's going to be two winners and you have the potential to win one of these prizes. So the first prize is the same one as last year, which people just loved, um, is an espresso machine. And I love my Nespresso machine. I use it every single morning. It is an essential piece of my morning routine. And I'm a firm believer that the best conversations happen over a cup of coffee. So the first giveaway option is a Nespresso machine. And then the second giveaway option is two tickets to Podcast Movement Evolutions in LA in March. So if you want to travel to LA or if you're in the LA area, and you want to go to podcast movement evolutions, maybe you're a creator, maybe you're in the podcast space, or maybe you just want to go to a fun event um, in LA. I'm giving away two tickets to podcast movement in LA. I will be a podcast movement so we could grab coffee or hang out or something. But yeah, I just, I think that that would be a really cool giveaway because I know that that's something that I would love to win as a listener and a participant in the podcast community. So I'm going to give away two tickets to podcast movement. So that's a ticket for you and then a ticket for a plus one. So those two tickets will go to one person and then espresso will go to another winner. So there will, there will be two winners. There's two prizes. And when you screenshot your review and email it to me, I'm going to need your name and I'm going to need to know which bucket you want me to put you in. If you want the potential to win both, all you have to do is screenshot your review and then post it on Instagram and tag the podcast and tag me and then I'll put you in both giveaway buckets. So I hope that that's not too confusing, but I'll give the steps like really briefly. Step one, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, it has to be Apple Podcasts. Step number two is to screenshot your review and email it to me, hello at lilyrayco.com. Step number three is to write in your email your name and which giveaway you want to be entered into, either the podcast movement tickets or the Nespresso. Send me that email. Bonus step is if you want to be entered into both the Nespresso and podcast movement tickets, post your review on your Instagram story and tag me and then you've got the potential to be entered into both so four really easy steps and that's it you've got the potential to win this isn't affiliated with podcast movement this is not affiliated with Nespresso I'm just giving away giving back to you guys um, and just showing my gratitude for all that you've done throughout the year and this worked really well last year so I am I think it's it's a good formula Um, it's a good formula for this year too so that's what we're going to do. That's the review process. That's the holiday giveaway. I'm going to leave that giveaway open until January 11th. And I'll remind you guys probably in every episode about the giveaway, but I will announce a winner on Thursday, January 11th. And we'll kind of go from there. If you're interested in the giveaway, leave a review, send it to me via email. Let me know what you want to win. I'll put your name in the hat and winners will be announced on the 11th. So this holiday season, season 10 of the podcast, can you guys believe that we're on season 10 already? Like I, I, I really can't believe it to be honest, but season 10 is called home for the holidays. When I think of home for the holidays, I think of that song. That's like, there's no place like home for the holidays. You guys know it. And that song, that kind of promise of being home for the holidays 
really encompasses the joy that comes from being in your home, whether that is truly the home that you grew up in or the home that your family lives in, or just home as in where you feel most at home, like in your communities, in your friends group, maybe in your chosen families. And that is what I want this season to be all about. It's just really that feeling of what makes me feel most at home, what makes me feel most like myself, what makes me feel most like my childhood self, and what it really means to me to feel joy and community throughout the holiday season. So definitely expect lots of my close friends on the show in the next couple weeks, which I'm really excited about. I feel like I've always been the type of host to have other podcasters on the show or have other, you know, mentors or voices kind of in similar spaces on the podcast. But the best episodes with guests that I ever do are the ones with my close friends or family members. And so I am excited to share with you guys that I'm going to bring on some of my close friends onto the show. And I'm really pumped because these episodes are just going to be probably the most fun, the most me I think because I'm not sometimes like I have a guest on and I'm like oh my gosh they're so super cool and I don't know how to act and I I don't know so I'm excited to just see what happens on the show when I invite my friends on I'm really pumped about that um expect some good solo episodes and then obviously as we get into later in December some 2024 prep how you can kind of prep your I guess new year's stuff those episodes are always so like go-getter you know so we're gonna do the coziness first and then we'll get into like the go-getter new year's prep stuff but first and foremost the topic that I feel like we have to absolutely cover first is stress during the holiday season and more specifically being addicted to stress before we get into it I did want to share one thing that I have been loving lately and that has been my workouts and my fitness routine and I I have a whole story to share with you guys. That's a story from a different day or a story for a different day. Um, When it comes to fitness and my workouts and kind of like the big long break that I took from the gym and getting back into it. But, and we'll talk about workouts a little bit throughout this episode and, and why I kind of took a step back from, from a lot of my like structured workouts. But I definitely think that with, you know, the sun setting super early in the day and just feeling like I need to have more of a solid routine, I've kind of fallen back into a good workout formula. I used to always be the type of person that was like looking for like the most perfect workout routine. And I don't think that this is like the most perfect. I don't think that there can be like a most perfect quote unquote. I think whatever works for you in this current season is what you should be doing. Um, but my workouts that I've been loving are yoga classes, sculpt classes, which we'll talk about in just a second, and strength training. And so those have been kind of the three main things that I've been doing lately. Yoga, obviously, that's a given. Um, I just love, I love, love, love hot yoga, vinyasa. It's my favorite workout ever. And it just really helps to keep me grounded. And so yoga is an essential part of my week. I typically try to go to at least two yoga classes a week, if not more. Um, sculpt classes have been really fun. This is kind of a mix of yoga, Pilates, a little bit of strength with like lighter weights. And this is a workout that I have been teaching, which is really exciting. So I started teaching at a yoga studio around here. I'm probably going to pick up some vinyasa classes in the new year, but right now I'm kind of just slow, slowly stepping into this new role as an instructor. 
in sculpt and hit classes so these are 45 minute classes and they use weights we use intervals we do arms abs booty core it kind of just depends on the class if you're in the annapolis area just shoot me a dm and i would love to invite you to a workout um but i've just been really really happy teaching and it's been something that i think when i did yoga teacher training two years ago i kind of got stage fright when i would teach and it was just something that I was always really, I guess, insecure about because to me, we can go into this whole like body image talk a different day, but I felt like I didn't look like a fitness instructor. I felt like I didn't meet the criteria and there was a lot of imposter syndrome going on. Um, and so for me to finally have the courage to let those insecurities go and just step into my role as an instructor without prerequisites attached to it, I think is really empowering. And I don't think two years ago when I started yoga training, I had, I mean, I know for a fact two years ago when I started yoga teacher training, I didn't have this good relationship with my body that I do now where I can kind of, you know, put the ideas aside of what I should look like or what I should sound like or, you know, whatever this idea, this template that I have, I can kind of just throw that in the fire and let that go and just roll out my mat and lead a class and have it be great because I know what I'm doing and not because I like look a certain way you know and so that's been really really cool um, and that's something that we can get into like later later in the season we can talk all about body image and workouts and all that jazz but anyway I've just been really really loving my workout routine lately and if you guys are ever interested in taking a sculpt or hit class um, in the Annapolis area just message me and I would love to have you at the studio and then the last workout I've been doing a lot of strength training at a gym um, over on Kent Island if you're in the Annapolis area um, it's I mean I, it's not like kind of a hike it's like 20 30 ish minutes depending on traffic um but I've been loving this gym over on Kent Island. It's called Eastern Shore Performance Center. It's just so much fun. Lexi and I love to go together. I was raised essentially in a gym. My parents owned a CrossFit growing up. And so this style of gym just feels so familiar to me. And the community is great. Love the workouts. Love the coaches. So if you guys are in the area and you want to check out a good gym, it's not too far of a drive, um, especially if you live in like West Annapolis, like over there in Parole, Arnold, all those areas. It's literally just 15 minutes from you. I, I feel like the bridge, though, is kind of an obstacle for people. So once you just hop on the highway, it's not that bad. But anyway, if you guys are interested in a good strength workout, Eastern Shore Performance is the place to go. And that is kind of it for my workouts. But I've just really been happy with my training schedule lately. And I've just for the first time feel like. I'm improving and getting stronger without worrying that I'm like not doing enough or that I'm not meeting expectations or standards or anything like that. And I just feel really good. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you need a little workout inspo, ultimately, I think you need to do what feels best for you and you're not going to find that until you try a bunch of different things. So just try everything and stick with what you like and stop doing what you don't.
Get everything you need for your holiday meal at Whole Foods Market. Right now, you'll find Animal Welfare Certified Rib Roast on sale. It's a deliciously crowd-pleasing centerpiece. Plus, save on spiral sliced ham, bone-in lamb, and seasonal produce like sweet potatoes and honey crisp apples. For ready-to-eat sides, head to the prepared food section. Done. And remember that Whole Foods Market caters. Order gourmet catering at shop.wfm.com. Bring the holiday magic with Whole Foods Market. So let's talk about being addicted to stress. First and foremost, what does that even mean? I didn't even really know that you could be addicted to stress until I started reading into it. And similar to the phone, for example, last week, Lexi and I recorded a podcast and we had a little, a brief little section where we talked about being addicted to the phone and how it can give you a certain feeling. Like it can kind of fill a void to some degree. Say you're just like alone in your house. It's like a a random, you know, Monday night and you're just at home alone. You don't have anything going on. Maybe you're playing on your phone because it can kind of like replicate the feeling of being social. I think that stress can replicate a feeling of productivity or stress can kind of mimic the same feeling as success. And there's an article on Psych Central that says that although being addicted to stress isn't really like a clinical diagnosis, like no one's going to say, like you're not going to go into like, I guess maybe therapy could be a good, a very good treatment for, for stress management, but there's no true like diagnosis for being addicted to stress. It's just possible to like look at someone and be like, okay, I can tell that you're addicted to stress. The article went on to say that anxious feelings affect several chemicals in the brain, including the stress hormone, which is cortisol, and the happy hormone, which is dopamine. So feeling anxious about things and feeling stressed about things are kind of similar. They kind of release the same chemicals. And although cortisol is the stress hormone, it's essential to our well-being. I think back to like the caveman days, fight or flight was absolutely necessary you just be chilling and then all of a sudden if like um like a mountain lion comes up to to like attack your little cave or your camp or whatever um you're gonna go into fight or flight and that reaction is very normal and very primal but a lot of us walk around operating in fight or flight with incredibly high cortisol all the time fight or flight wasn't necessarily designed for you to stay in it 24-7. It was designed for those situations in which it was intended for, which would be caveman being attacked by a mountain lion. You need a immediate stress response to make an informed decision, a good reaction for the best possible chance of survival in that situation. Whereas nowadays, stress levels are at an absolute all-time high. And while cortisol is absolutely necessary to our well-being, it can't be as high as it is for most people. So the article went on to say that people might enjoy feelings brought on by the surges of dopamine and cortisol in the brain, and this causes them to repeat the same behaviors over and over and over again. So ultimately, while there's no clinical diagnosis for being addicted to stress, it's a very real thing, and I see it in so many people's lives. I can even, like I'm thinking of friends and family members right now who I know are addicted to stress. And when I look back at periods of my life, I can definitely pinpoint times where I was addicted to stress 
and kind of the domino effect that it had on other things in my life and not in a positive way. I kind of put a list together of five signs that you are addicted to stress, whether these are signs that I've seen in my own life or signs that I did. I did, you know, a little bit of research. I can also link some articles in the show notes for you guys too, but five signs that you're addicted to stress. The first one would be always checking your phone or your email too, okay? And I wanted to start with this one because for all my working gals out there, my corporate girlies, or even school, if you're in college, this was a very real thing for me when I was in college, constantly checking my phone, waiting for a message that I did something wrong or that something needed to be corrected specifically, kind of just like waiting for that message that something was wrong or waiting for the email that said that I got a bad grade or waiting for the email to say that, you know, I did X, Y, and Z wrong. It was kind of just a reaction of being a perfectionist and a reaction of being a total people pleaser and a reaction of just kind of like waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Um, Because once I got that email that said that, okay, this isn't done right, you need to redo it, that would trigger a stress response, obviously. Then I can be like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed about work because I need to do X, Y, and Z, and I have all these things going on, and I'm so overwhelmed, and this is so stressful. And it just kind of became this domino effect in my work and my school life where I just was always stressed all the time because I was checking my phone all the time waiting for the bad news. So sign number one is always checking the phone. Sign number two is saying yes to everything. This I think is rooted in being a people pleaser and over the past couple months I've really really just kind of come to terms with the fact that When you're a people pleaser, you actually end up pleasing no one because you're giving up so much of your own time, so much of your own energy that eventually you become so depleted trying to appeal to everyone around you that you've completely forgotten to fill your own cup. So starting to just kind of use my own best judgment when it comes to situations, when it comes to saying yes or no to things, when it comes to invitations, when it comes to events, even when it comes to my own ideas, okay? For those of you out there who are entrepreneurial, for those of you out out there who are idea generators, who are creatives, it's really, really, really easy to say yes to yourself because you think it's a really, really good idea in the moment and then realize that you're in way over your head. A great example of this for me that we can all relate to, okay? If you listen to this podcast, if you listened for like a year or so, you know this. Um, Podmas is something that I tried to do last year. I'm actually proud of myself, okay? I am. I'm proud of myself that I did it last year but I completely burned myself out. And Podmas, if you guys don't know, it was where I uploaded an episode every single day throughout the month of December leading up to Christmas. It was kind of modeled after Vlogmas that people would do and Podmas. So I was like, great idea. This is perfect. Um, I said yes to my own idea and it completely depleted me. Because no longer did I have time to say yes to social events or holiday parties For me, I think the cons really outweighed the pros. And this year I decided to not burn myself out and just deliver two high quality episodes every single week instead of burning myself out. And so even though in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this great idea. I could kind of pioneer something. I can start something. I had to say no to myself 
And I think when it comes to learning how to say yes or learning how to say no in certain situations, that just comes with experience and kind of knowing your own limits and just learning lessons and learning how to kind of put those people pleasing uh desires to the side and just be like okay I need to be a little bit selfish here and that's a learned skill that is very much a learned skill so sign number two is that you always say yes to things and there's no right way to mitigate that except for experience and and just learning lessons um sign number three is that you strategically avoid restful situations because it's a sign of weakness I spend way too much time on Instagram reels and I always see videos from men, whether they are gym rats or leaders or, you know, experts in the self-development space, whoever they are, they have a very passionate view on the idea that you should never, ever, ever rest. I think for a long time I followed that formula because I'm like, well, this makes total sense. The harder you work, the better results you're going to get. And it took a lot of time and energy to unlearn that because I realized that the harder you work, the more tired you're going to be, the more rest you're going to need, right? Because that makes more sense. And I think too, like you see these influencers online and you don't really know like what time they go to bed. They could be saying that they're up at 4 a.m. hitting the gym, but they really could be, I don't know. You just, you never really know what someone's life is like and they could be on a podcast talking or whatever and like that's what they're saying, but is that what they're actually doing? I don't know. You have no way of knowing. And so I would see these people saying that they're doing these crazy things and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can do that too. I think that now we're kind of moving into an era where slow living is more accepted, especially among women. And I think that that's another thing too that changed. I unfollowed a lot of these accounts that preached things that weren't helping me. Everybody needs to rest. Everybody deserves to wake up and not feel tired. Everybody deserves to have a body that feels good when they wake up in the morning because they've been treating it well. Um, so if you're the type of person that strategically avoids restful situations, I encourage you to challenge that. So sign number three is that you avoid restful situations because it's a sign of weakness. Number four of the signs that you're addicted to stress is some physical symptoms. Maybe you have trouble sleeping. Maybe you are eating too much or maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you have really intense breakouts. Maybe you have really painful periods. I know so many women who have really, really intense, painful periods because they live a very high stress life. And then once they learn to slow down, a lot of their pain subsided because their life was slower. I also think too, learning to work with your cycle is such a huge stress reliever because when you're on your period or especially the days leading up to your period, all you want to do is rest. You're tired. When you're ovulating, there's so many more things that you could do because you're excited. You got a lot of energy. You feel well rested. You feel sexy. You want to do things. And so once you learn how to operate with your cycle, I swear life changes. So I'll leave a couple um, episodes in the podcast where I talk more about that or where I have a guest on that talks about that because that's been a huge stress reliever for me is, is working with my cycle. Um, and then sign number five that you're addicted to stress is that you can't remember the last time that you weren't stressed, 
Or maybe you're the type of person, let me know if this sounds like you. If you're the type of person, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I have so much to do. Maybe you have memory issues. Maybe you have trouble focusing. Maybe you've been trying to multitask for so long because you're always in fight or flight and you feel like you have to get everything done right now. If that sounds like you, you might be addicted to stress. So the five signs, always checking your phone, saying yes to everything, strategically avoiding restful situations, physical symptoms like trouble sleeping, eating too much or not enough, painful periods, or maybe you just can't remember the last time that you weren't stressed. Those are all five signs that you're possibly addicted to stress. There's definitely more signs that you're addicted to stress though. So not limited to these, but these are just five very apparent ones and ones that I can look back on periods where I knew that I was addicted to stress and be like, yeah, I hit all five of those markers for sure. So let's talk about a couple ways to manage a stress addiction. If you're anything like me or the way that I feel like I used to be, I went looking absolutely searching for anything that could possibly stress me out and I think it took me a while to realize that this was even impacting not only me but also the relationships in my life and I would blow up at people for the littlest things because I was like addicted to the stress addicted to the feeling that I got because life was hard and stress does really make your life really hard and so I've kind of brainstormed a couple ways that you can kind of help yourself to manage a stress addiction over the holidays. And I think the first the first piece of this, I mean, and you can apply this to, to any season, but specifically the holidays, first and foremost, you have to communicate, but also learn how to say no to things and how to explain yourself in a very polite manner that helps the other person understand where you're coming from for example if you get invited to a holiday event with an extended family member but say it overlaps with like a big deadline at work or maybe finals at school or something like that all you have to say is hey i would love to attend but i have x y and z going on i hope that you can understand maybe we can you know do something one-on-one at a different time I don't always think that you have to provide an excuse, but I think an explanation is sometimes good. I mean, it's very like situational and depends on who you're dealing with, but I think sometimes it's kind of nice to be like, hey, I totally would, but, and then just kind of say um, that you can't or why you can't. But I definitely think that communication and very open communication is very important during the holiday season. Especially when it comes to dealing with family, extended family, friends, there is so much happening. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm like really looking at the calendar and being like, oh my goodness, I have to say no to things and truly say no to things just for my own sanity um, and being okay with that and just knowing that I don't have to do it all, but I get to do it all if I want to, but I also don't have to overextend myself and I get to rest. So just kind of putting up some good boundaries and knowing that it's okay to say no is super, super important. I also know that the holidays are really hard for a lot of people and the holidays bring up a lot of emotion, especially when it comes to participating in holiday activities that maybe some people are no longer around for or 
just the holidays are hard sometimes. And I just want you to know that that it's okay to not feel 100% all the time. And it's okay to feel maybe overwhelmed or feel like you're grieving. I also think too, like grief is such a weird thing. And I don't ever think that you get over grief. So just know that if you are grieving something or someone this holiday season, maybe this year doesn't look anything like how you thought it would. I just hope that you know that it's okay. Maybe if your expectations were not met or maybe if you had dreams that didn't come true this year or maybe if you lost someone who you loved this year or whatever happened because life definitely does happen. I want you to know that it's okay and that you don't have to put on a show. You don't have to have yourself together. You can just be and enjoy enjoy the holidays when it's fun and cry when it's not fun and just let yourself kind of go through the process if that's what you need to do and don't feel like you have to add more stuff onto your plate just because you got invited to something or just because you have to get, you know, one more gift for the secret Santa or just because you need to do, you know, one more peer evaluation at work or just because you have to write one more paper. Like go talk to people about the stuff that's overwhelming you. Go talk to your boss. Go talk to your professor. And I just think back to, you know, me a year ago, like I was so I was so messed up like I was just so freaking sad and depressed and anxious and I didn't have I didn't have it in me to ask for help when I really needed it and I wish I did and it's really easy for me to sit here now and be like oh just go ask for help but trust me I know how freaking hard it is so if that's you know that it's okay But oftentimes not speaking up for yourself is a lot harder. I really just got away from my outline there. (laughs) We're back. Okay, tip number two. Um, We're probably on like tip number five by now, but whatever. Um, Choose low stress workouts. And working out for me used to be a form of quote unquote stress release. But really I was just checking a box and I didn't really enjoy it. And so making sure that the workouts and the movement that you're doing isn't increasing your cortisol in a very harmful way, making sure that the workouts that you're doing are low stress. For a while, I needed to go do stuff that like people weren't yelling at me. The music was relaxing if there was any music at all. Um, For a while, I literally just went for walks. Like that's it because I just couldn't do anything more because it literally just stressed me out too much. Also, here's a, a nice little life hack. Um, cut back on the coffee okay I'm so I'm such a coffee girl but cut back on the coffee and know that decaf is always an option you can get decaf coffee and like it's it tastes the same so go with decaf like if you love your morning cup of coffee but you feel like you're really overwhelmed trade one of your coffees like throughout the day with a cup of decaf I also think, I don't know if this is like a tip or maybe just a little pep talk, but knowing that being a busy person isn't something to brag about. Being the go-getter, being the 
the productive girl, being the person who literally you can't even make plans with because she's so busy. Like that's not something to be proud of. And I was reading my devotional the other day and said, if you're too busy for Jesus, perhaps you're too busy. And it was talking about how oftentimes reading your Bible, doing your morning devotional, those what I would consider essential habits are often the first to go when there is stuff on the to-do list. So if you're too busy for the things that you really say matter to you, if you're too busy to do your morning devotional, if you're too busy for your kids, if you're too busy for to stop by and see your grandparents, if you're too busy to cook a home-cooked meal at least a couple times a week, if you're too busy to pick up the phone and call the friend that you've been meaning to call, if you're too busy to insert thing here, perhaps you're too busy. Last tip, and I'll leave you with this, um, is more just a reminder because this isn't really like a tip, like I don't have like a tangible here. Um, So more of just a reminder. Most people aren't paying that much attention to you. Most people aren't paying that much attention to what you're wearing, to what you're doing, to all that stuff. And I know that maybe walking into Thanksgiving can be intimidating sometimes because you've got, you know, the family member there, the relative that's like, how are you still single? Or you have, you know, the, the whoever, I don't know. I just, I, I, I get it. Maybe you have people coming to you and you feel like you got to clean the house and you got to get all the, all the stuff together. And I completely get it. Being addicted to stress and seeking out situations that will trigger a flight or fight response is something that I think we're all too familiar with. But if you can recognize those patterns, call yourself out and take a step back, I know, I know that there is room for change. But first and foremost, I think that you have to recognize these patterns, recognize, okay, this isn't working for me, but let's brainstorm some some things that will work for me that's when you're going to start to get better. And just remember that it's a slow roll. And when you recognize these patterns, when you take a step back, it can take months to adjust. It can take months to let go of this need to constantly be stressed. I remember my sophomore year of college when I transferred schools, um, I came home at Christmas break and I just remember always checking my heart rate on my Apple watch. And I remember over the course of a couple weeks, my resting heart rate just slowly went down back to where, like my resting heart rate was like in the seventies or in the eighties. Like that's not good. That's really fast for a resting heart rate. And I, but I was just so anxious and stressed all the time. Like I literally couldn't like it was, it was, it was a physical stress response. And I just remember watching my Apple watch, checking my heart rate on my watch and watching it slowly creep back down to a normal, healthy resting heart rate. And that's just a very physical example of how much time it can take for your body to decompress. So if maybe you have some time off during the holidays and you do get to spend it in a decompressing situation, I encourage you to literally 
do the most low-key stuff that you possibly can and go to yoga and do the meditation and stop listening to like the really like hardcore music that like makes your heart beat really fast and drink a cup of decaf coffee and like make a home-cooked meal and like do the things that are relaxing for you and take note of the physical response that your body has to resting and remember what that feels like. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to give it a rate, give it a review, subscribe to the show, follow the show, all that good stuff. If you guys want to be entered in the holiday giveaway, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then screenshot it. Send it to me via email, hello at lilyreco.com. And like I said on the intro, you will be entered into a chance to win either a Nespresso or two tickets to Podcast Movement Evolutions in March in LA. And just send me the review and then let me know which one you would prefer and I'll put you in that bucket for the giveaway. So if you guys leave a review, send it to me via email, you're entered in the giveaway and I hope that you participate. So with that all being said, I love you guys so much. If you want to see more from me, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lily Rako, or you can follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. Um, that's pretty much all I have for you guys. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. We're going to do a gratitude episode on Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to get notified when that goes up. Um, other than that, Happy holidays. I'm so excited that this has been the start of the holiday season episode. And I hope that you got some good inspo and some good stress relieving tips and tricks. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you very soon.